Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. With me is your host, Ben, and I'm Hank. Oh, you changed it up. I mean, Got him. Why they're not? Gonna, they're going to think it's a whole different podcast. Got him. <laughs> it's not Salt Circle, it's... Salt Circle, they have the same first letter, I don't... Or sound, I don't know what I was what? thinking. What? <laughs> I was going to switch them around. Welcome to the bean like, pile. Welcome to the, welcome to the pod. I guess something I don't know. Talking about to Ben's bean pile. Welcome to yeah. Welcome to Bean's Ben pile. You never know. Doctor Atheus's <laughs> card card jamboree or whatever. Uh, we're talking about Mel Brooks today. Mel Brooks films oh. more than Mel, oh. well. I'm sure Mel Brooks as a person will come up, but. You know, mostly, mostly the films. Seems pretty great. Yeah. Yep. Mostly Blazing Saddles. Largely, it's going to be like two thirds Blazing Saddles, and uh, you know, one third other films slash things slash rambling. You made other things, right? Uh, yeah. You know, supposedly he made a couple films. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since you're our host, Ben, oh, you, you uh, did this on purpose. I see your, so. I see your plans now. <laughs> um, what was my? I'm trying. I mean, my introduction to Mel Blo- Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks was definitely Mel Spaceballs. Brooks. Um, mm. that was the one, and you know, it was good stuff. Uh, even better at the time because I'd never seen any like you know I'd seen some spoofs and stuff before I guess but at the time and I was like I don't know 12 13 maybe mm-hmm. something it was fucking amazing <laughs> like it was great I was 100% in and I don't know at some point then saw like Men in Tights I was like I'm still in like this is great and then I I think I don't know, I just kind of left it for a while. Like, I didn't go seeking more films out. Like, I knew I knew there were more. I just didn't go, like, looking for them. Um, yeah, didn't go deep. Yeah, and then, I don't know, I don't know how old I was, but I'm like, I want to start watching, like, more Mel Brooks stuff. Like, I know, like, obviously those two films are solid, but I want to expand more because, you know, I hear things about his other films. He seems like a reasonable dude, has some good stuff. And I started with, like, the producers, and it was a movie. It definitely was a film. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that one works better as a play. Yeah. Which it originally was. If I, yeah, if I, it might have been a combination of not being in the right mood. Maybe I should have, like, sought out some weed first or had some drinks or something. I don't know. <laughs> um... It was it was okay, but you know, one it's got springtime for Hitler. Yeah, just pretty good joke. What? But uh, I can't. What's the movie with? I mean, it's still Mel Brooks. Um, it's like Rome. They're in Rome or something. Or oh, history of uh, history of the world world, part part one. one. That's it. That's it. Then it like transfers. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it's. It's been not a huge while, but it's one of those things where it was just like, 
the memory of it is fuzzy for various reasons or fuzzy-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was also one I haven't I haven't seen in a while. That one was that was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. Um, and somewhere in between there, I just, I just thought of it now that I couldn't think. Of, I thought of it in the in the fact that I couldn't think of the name of it. But before that, I'd seen Blazing Saddles. That was fucking amazing. Like that movie is great. <laughs> What yeah. a what a film! Holy shit! Yeah. So, you know that's that's like my brief experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. So my my standard, I don't, I'm not sure what I saw first, but the the first one that like mattered as like <laughs> a thing I really cared about was Young Frankenstein, which I loved. Yep. Uh, for the first time, and then, uh, like. Sp- Spaceballs was one I came to a little later after it being overhyped for me. Sure. And I honestly found it a little disappointing. I just don't think the jokes come fast enough in that movie. Okay. That's probably, yeah. probably my biggest thing. Yeah. Like um, it, I think it might rely too much on just like it being a general joke. Like it lies too heavily on like, oh, it's Star Wars, but it isn't. And it just gets lazy because of it, maybe. Something. Yeah, and they're just like it's like the I feel like the opening thing it does of the really long ship scrawl <laughs> is like which is like that family guy style of just have a thing go on too long. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just doesn't it's not snappy enough for me. That's fair. It's like yeah, that was a that was an okay joke. You're gonna that it's this is still going, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I get it. But there, I mean, there are plenty of good jokes in that movie. And then I saw Blazing Saddles and loved it. And then I saw, uh, then eventually I saw High Noon, which is like the the western that Blazing Saddles draws a lot from. Okay, and is one of my favorite movies that since I saw it. And then I loved Blazing Saddles even more. <laughs> Because it really, it really understood that that movie and took a lot of the best stuff to, uh, like the whole um, the big thing is that church scene in Blazing Saddles. They're talking yeah. about how to get rid of their sheriff. That's there's a scene that exact setup is taken from High Noon, kind of. Okay, is but High Moon another? It, is it a, is it another like comedy or is it like a, no, an it's actual a straight, western? It's an actual straight western. Okay. Is is really that they're parroting, basically? Gotcha. Uh, I'll have to check starring, that out. Starring Gary Cooper. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies. Um. But yeah, Blazing Saddles is fucking great, and one of my favorite stories of about Blazing Saddles is like my, when my mom first watched it. <laughs> she was like not sure how much she liked it. Until it got to the scene where they were all eating beans and farting. Yeah. And then yeah. she just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, that is... <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this movie, you know, it's got all these it's good social commentary. It's really smart and funny. Yeah, but sometimes just... it's just really dumb, low-hanging fruit. It's yeah. It's just the, what gets you. Just, uh... <laughs> they're all farting. Yep. No, that's that like might be my favorite instance of like toilet humor of all time. 
<laughs> like just suddenly and i like when i've watched it over the weekend again because my brother had never seen it so we were going through it um mm-hmm. i had totally forgotten that was a thing and as soon as that shot hits i'm just like oh <laughs> here we go <laughs> and it's just great it's just it's just a purity to it yeah it's, it's real cut straight to the yeah, uh, you know, cut straight to the fart of the matter. Ha ha ha! No, but that's uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, but that's that. That's a movie I think about, like just dumb lines all the time. Like the cut them off at the pass thing is. <laughs> I hate that cliche. <laughs> I just love. There's so many little jokes in there that are just so good. Yeah. Although I will. I will say the the end of Blazing Saddles where it breaks the fourth wall into the pie fight. Yeah. I think I think it's funny, but it it feels kind of like a like a cop out ending of just like now this is happening. Whereas yeah. uh when Young Frankenstein when it does the fucking dance number at the end, that's like elevates that movie. I feel like Blazing Saddles is just great and its ending is just another is just another good joke whereas Young Frankenstein is like good and then gets great at the end. Okay. I uh, think uh it's, it's how I've come to think of them. I mean, are we going to are we going to go all in on Blazing Saddles now or do we want to like pull back and discuss the other films first? I mean, we should just go beyond Blazing Saddles because that's okay. what I care about. Okay, so. that's that's fair. People <laughs> only need to listen to like the <laughs> first two thirds of the podcast. Um, no, at that end scene when uh, what's his what's his fucking name? The, like the main antagonist. I can't. Headley. Headley, right? <laughs> and, like when he walks out of the bathroom and just mouths like, "What the fuck?" Like that. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> just like the quiet oh my god it's it's probably one of my favorite parts of that film as well yeah that i, I, I love the, the joke about them not wanting to get sued over his name being too similar the the headley lamar he's where he keeps having to say it's headley is like i love that that they actually did get sued over that Wait, you get sued over it for what what am I? Um, am that I was there's an actual, yeah. <laughs> um, That'll do it. Fucking Edley Lamar is like an. What is it? I can't remember her name now. But there's an actual actress whose name is very close to that. Okay, so that's why they kept having him say, uh, "It's Headley yeah. or whatever." Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then they. Did get, but they just kind of paid. They were like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> it was like they weren't. They yeah. like it was like they liked her too much. They were like not. They weren't into. Uh, they weren't gonna fight it or anything. It mm-hmm. was just funny. I do. I I don't know. There's something also about that movie where you watch it and you're like, "There's no way in hell that this film gets made today," like. When they're having ideas about how to run out the town, the guy's like, well, run through. 
and beating the shit out of them and raping them. Like, you, you can't, like, you probably not say that in a film. Someone's probably not going to let that happen. Or, like, when they're recruiting, recruiting all the people and it's like, you said rape twice. Well, I like rape. Like, <laughs> you know, there's it's probably, you might be able to, but I feel like there's a lot less, there's a lesser chance of that being allowed into a film. Mm-hmm. But in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Mel Brooks built a brand, and like, he's a, he's a, he he has, he has had a career establishing to be able to make a movie like that. Basically, you can't just like That's fair. some Joe Schmo can't just yeah, do that. No. <laughs> but <laughs> like, Mel Brooks, who is Jewish and like gone through all this other stuff, like he yeah. can make that movie. That's that is that is the. It's one of those like he earned it kind of thing, and you and feel, the... and he handles it well, and he like you feel safe in his hands kind of thing. And yeah, the, and the other writers he had on his. Staff. That's true. That's a good way of putting it. Like you feel safe. It's Mel Brooks. I feel safe with him making rape jokes. <laughs> like I, when he says it, it's okay. I guess the flip yeah. side of that argument is that Black Mirror literally started out with a guy fucking a pig. So. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you're not making a strong argument for me to watch Black Mirror, Ben. Okay, saying. maybe just watch Black Mirror, but not the first episode. <laughs> that is what I told my parents. <laughs> like, good for you with you guys. Just don't watch the first episode. Mom's like, why? Now I want to watch it. I'm like, you really don't. It involves a pig. It involves a dude. Like, you hope it doesn't happen, but it does. Just don't watch it. <laughs> She's like, won't I miss any of the story? I'm like, nope. Totally episodic. Just skip it. And they did. And everyone was happier for it. Except cool. for... I mean, <laughs> except for... <laughs> them knowing that I watched it. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Um... They also... I don't know. My... You know, you were talking about, um... Your mom watching Blazing Saddles. My dad will go, like, all in on the... Like, not all in, I guess. He's one of those people who just, like, complains about what's on TV and then watches it anyway. But, like, cycles mm-hmm. through channels and hopes that yeah. it changes. You know, yeah, that that's that whole deal. So, like, if I'm watching... I still live that life. <laughs> Great. Oh, you're the worst. Um, yeah, but if I'm, like, watching Mel Brooks or anything really, like, he'll come in and sit down and watch it. And if he doesn't like it, he'll say so, but that won't stop him. But he's like, he'll like Mel Brooks. Like he, he rolled in, uh, when I was watching Blazing Saddles and this was like after Christmas, like I'd just gotten the Mel Brooks collection. I was like super stoked to watch it and he rolls in and it's like just before the farting scene. Like he laughed so hard he cried at it and like it was great. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom is in the kitchen. Like that sounds like something stupid as hell. And I'm like, no, it totally is. Like, you'd hate it. I mean, yes. That scene is the dumbest. <laughs> but it's amazing. No, it was fantastic. Yeah, that just... I don't know. I, as my mom calls it, uh, just stupid guy humor. Like, she would lump in mm-hmm. Mel Brooks films with, like, Anchorman or something. Like, it's stupid guy humor. Like, that's sexist, but you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah. 
there's interesting stuff about that movie, like how uh, originally Richard Pryor was gonna play Sheriff Bart because he had he was one of the writers on it. But, okay. Uh, but but interestingly, he didn't write any of. I don't think he wrote the Sheriff Bart parts. Like his most of the jokes he wrote were for Gene Wilder's character. Also, okay, it's a weird thing. It's also just weird because. The Cleavon Little, I can't think of someone else playing that role. Like, he's so fucking good in that movie. Yeah, no. It's and it's weird. To, it'd be weird. He's just so, it's like so cool and perfect. Yeah. He's very suave. Suave. Oh, like, the, the scene where he goes, like, where he's, like, tricks them, and then he's like, oh, you are so good, and they are so dumb. And they are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Like, that whole thing just... Um, I have heard, I guess I've, I, I thinking on it, I don't know that I've ever like looked it up to confirm it possibly because I don't want it to not be true. I have heard mm-hmm. that the guy who sang the theme song for the film was under the impression that it was a serious Western film, <laughs> like that it was truly a honest to God Western and he put his heart and soul into this theme because he enjoyed those films and wanted it to be good. And then he saw it and he hated it because it's not a fucking real Western at all. And like, you know, in that sense. And Mm -hmm. I have no confirmation of this, but I want it. Like, I'm just going to assume it's true until I'm told otherwise, because it's fucking amazing. (laughs) So now even when the theme song comes on, I just laugh. (laughs) Poor guy. Eh. Eh. It, I mean, that kind of stuff works better if it's genuine, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta believe it. <laughs> they didn't have to like tell him to pretend. He just naturally put his heart and soul into the song, so they could like fart on it later. <laughs> yep. Oh. Also, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. My well, okay. My, I've, I've been thinking like this whole time about what my favorite, my absolute favorites in the in that movie are. I think my f- my favorite joke is uh, the weed bit with Gene Wilder when his voice goes up like three octaves, <laughs> like that's amazing. And over the weekend, I actually when I was watching with my brother, totally forgot that he had the second like. You know, when he leaves, he's like, good luck! Like, totally forgot that existed and just caught me off guard. It was amazing all over again. But I think my favorite line is the uh, in the beginning when the guy rolls up on his horse and calls him a bunch of Kansas City faggots. <laughs> and it's just delivered so well. And it's such a, like, it's such a great line. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know, rolls off the tongue. It's fun to say. It's offensive, but not like. It's know, pretty. Offensive. I guess it's pretty offensive. Yeah, people still aren't really out on board with faggot yet. I guess, but uh, in the right crowd, I suppose. Which is either people who know the line or homophobic rednecks. I guess. Um, uh-huh. I don't know it's still it's still a great line. Yeah, I don't know my favorite line. I really like when Mongo punches that horse. <laughs> yeah, when it just goes down. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
I also like, but I shoot with this hand. <laughs> uh, see that? Steady as a rock. But I shoot with this hand. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where are the white women at? It's pretty good. He's pretending <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where the man uh so many good lines as much as i diss the great the pie fight that's the guy handing out pies for the great get your pies for the great pie fight mm-hmm. it's pretty good pretty good yeah um i don't know a lot of good lines. I bet you thought that uh, we were going to go for an episode without me having some sort of Crump anecdote, but uh, you were wrong. You're wrong. So, at my friend Mike's house, mutual friend, me and Crump, we got talking. Mike, it was one of those situations where uh, I never really, I, I never partook, but any time I was over at Mike's. In fact, any I think any time like, he can swing it during his existence... In this life, Mike is just high as balls. Like, <laughs> uh, not maybe not in public so much, but like if he is in his home and there's not some level of professionalism going on, like mm-hmm. hand him the bong. So, I don't know. We got talking one day about blazing saddles, and he's like, "I mean, what are you doing for the next two hours? Uh, nothing. Okay, so we're watching blazing saddles." And I'm like, "That's a fucking great idea. Like, that's always a great idea." And Jeremy was like, "Wait, what?" Or Crump, you know, Jeremy, real name, mm-hmm. doesn't come up much. Um, <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Or like Blazing Saddles, like the Mel Brooks film? He's like, I've never, never even heard of it. <laughs> so, you know, we're both, okay, well, you need to fucking see this. Jeremy fell asleep like 20 minutes in and just never woke up and didn't care. Just dumped all over the film. Just didn't care at all. Like, okay, like, whatever, like, watch it some I mean, other time. And he's like, eh, it's, like, it only seemed okay. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. Uh, just a point in the movie's favor, as far as I can tell. <laughs> that, why, that, that Crump didn't like it? Or didn't <laughs> <Yes>. see it? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. He didn't like it. That makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I initially hated Rogue One rolls out i think it's my favorite star wars film okay well that explains my feelings on it pretty well Oof. <laughs> Oof. that's rough that's yeah. the roughest that's the roughest thing i've heard anyone say about that i mean maybe i take it. it we should <laughs> we got to test the theory though like maybe i take him to wrinkle in time and we uh we see what he thinks i mean that just sounds like a waste of two hours what if he really enjoys it, though? Then I, I paid. Mean, okay. Then I suffered. That still sounds incredibly boring, because my problem with that movie is that it's boring. I mean, if it gets boring, it shouldn't be a problem for him. The man played Pokemon through Harry Potter in the theater, so I'm sure he'll find a way to suffer through it. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my crump anecdote for <laughs> for blazing saddles. He does really like uh young Frankenstein though. That much I know. That was like mm. 
I, I, I think he's seen Men in Tights and Spaceballs because, like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like if people have seen Mel Brooks films, those are the most likely two. Or at least for a certain, like, I don't know. Maybe it varies by, like, age group or something. I don't know. I feel like everyone I I feel like everyone I know in in high school like saw those two and then it was hit or miss mm. if anyone had seen any of the other ones. But uh yeah, that's fair. That that, yeah, that especially, checks out. History history of the the world is the would be the other one. Okay. See, I think, but I definitely uh, yeah, I guess I've heard of that one. Like I I I hear people, like, obviously I'd heard of it, but I hear people talking about it, I guess, yeah, slightly more than mm-hmm. the others. Though for a long time, for for an embarrassingly long time, I thought History of the World was a Monty Python film. <laughs> <laughs> like, because <laughs> no, like, when people would talk about it, you know, at, at a, whatever, until a certain age, like, people aren't talking about fucking Mel Brooks history of the world they're just talking about history of the world i'm like okay like i'll just roll with it i knew it was a comedy and for some reason in my head like yeah you know like holy grail okay but then like meaning of life like history of the world part one like eh, eh. i don't know it went on for (laughs) you know it it happens sometimes kids are stupid it's fine it happens i mean i was like 16 or 17 but you know (laughs) <laughs> like kids are stupid <laughs> I stand by my statement <laughs> yeah yeah you got me there <laughs> yeah I didn't see Blazing Saddles till high school mm-hmm. I will say it was one of those friend was like yo you gotta see this <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch this we have to watch this now yeah, no, that's that's how I am. Like, if I find out someone hasn't seen it, it yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh, go on, go on. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just was was one. It was one of my holes. It was one of the the movies I just hadn't happened to see at that point. I would mm-hmm. say, for sure. It's Although a... I fucking love Young Frankenstein, but yeah, I'll need to. I need to. If no services that I that my family has have it i'll have to just like acquire it by less legal means yeah as i was um as i was telling hank before we started i tried to i tried to go through young frankenstein because that's like the most distant mel brooks film that i can remember mm-hmm. like but it's so vague because it was so long ago and i saw it when i was pretty young and i remember enjoying it but there a lot of the specifics are just totally lost. I, I yeah. and I have it. I have it on Blu-ray as part of the Mel Brooks collection. I have no fucking clue where that whole thing went. <laughs> so it's somewhere. It's definitely somewhere or someone has it. I just don't know where or who or how or when or why. Uh have you ever watched any of those Frankenstein movies? The actual yeah. ones it's parroting? I mean I I don't think I've ever seen any of those in full, but I, I, I think I've seen enough That's, of different yes. ones to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the book. <laughs> I've read <laughs> the book. In the books, it's kind of a different thing. Does he have an ex- existential crisis at any point? The I mean, the big one for me is like, 
how much the scene with the priest is just in Bride of Frankenstein. Like, how much of that is just there with the blind priest. Okay. It's just like, it's just kind of, it's just one of those things. Because I saw, like, where you, when you, when you encounter the parody first, like I did for Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, it's a weird thing when you go and see the original and see, yeah. like, how much was there already. <laughs> like, how, how, like, they, they were just, they were drawing it out and making it, fu- punching it up a bit. But, like, the core is just there. That is 100% how I felt after seeing um, the original, like, Sean Connery James Bond films after watching Austin Powers. <laughs> like, yep, <laughs> this woman's name is Pussy Galore. <laughs> like, this is a thing, and holy shit, this is great. Uh, have you ever seen Airplane? Oh, fuck yeah, I've seen Airplane. Oh, So have you seen Zero Hour, the movie no. Airplane is based I've, on? I've, I've definitely, like, re- like, I know I probably should. I've read about it. Like, I know, I know that it was a thing, but... Yeah, we should it's do that just, podcast because that movie ridiculous. is fuck. It's crazy how much is there, how, and it's crazy because Zero Hour is crazy because there's stuff in there that was there's like particularly one thing that was too ridiculous to put in the parody. Oh my god! Like they had to just like, leave it out of airplane. Okay, so I don't, I guess I don't even know. I like I know of it. Um. Was it like taking itself seriously? Like, was it? Yes, trying, it's was a drama. It like, it's like the room. It's a drama, okay. and the stuff about everyone who ate the fish got sick, one hundred percent from the movie. Yeah, that's like the major thing. Great. <laughs> and there's Freaking... like, yeah, well, whatever. We're gonna do that podcast. <laughs> that's gonna happen. I mean, what do we we got like. The past St. Patrick, one St. Patrick's Day, we can do, or no, that might work better for like an April Fool's. Yeah, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll call it the Zero Hour Podcast, but then we'll just watch the room again. <laughs> April Fools. Good joke. Classic joke. Uh, can always watch the room again. I Never keep trying old. to like. I was gonna say earlier, actually, like. If Blazing Saddles comes up with someone, and it turns out they haven't seen him, like, you need to fucking see Blazing Saddles. Also, have you ever seen The Room now that we're talking about it? <laughs> like, I, I mention it now, because I want to share the experience with people. So, they're like, those are like my go-to. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't, I don't bring up Airplane much. Because I just assume mm-hmm. that people have seen it. Because m- most people I know have seen it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the like, the the classics of that kind of movie. Although mm-hmm. it is one where it's like it's totally based on that that movie. Like they were gonna try it. Like when the the writers who wrote that movie, I'm I'm, I'm wasting material for the other podcast. It's like completely based <laughs> on Zero Hour, basically. It's like they're line for line stuff taken out of it. And just, it's one of those, like, I never hear anyone talk about the source material. That's like completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just, fair. it's just, so it, it has, 
it has a weird weird place historically whereas like the most famous Mel Brooks movies that are direct parodies of movies like Spaceballs yeah Young Frankenstein like you know the the source material is still known it's still in -hmm. the public consciousness yeah although that'd be a fucking weird day if people are like what the fuck is Star Wars you mean Spaceballs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would just be it. That's a universe I don't necessarily want to ever be in. Yeah, I will. Like, there is a weird thing among nerds of totally overrating Spaceballs. Like, that's a huge problem, I would say. I, I've encountered. Yeah, is... Like, Spaceballs got, like, an animated series well after the fact, just because, like nerd affection for that movie was so high just because hey it's a star wars parody yeah i was gonna say i feel like it's just because it's star wars like fucking yeah. slap not... star wars into it somehow and like yeah though that did have the line that i don't know i guess in a way told young ben all he really needed to know about mel brooks like when they're like funny she doesn't look druish I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, what? How? <laughs> he just, how is nobody like upset about this? And I'm like, oh, okay. Eventually learn that it's Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. You can have the Native American speak Yiddish. It's fine. He can do the, I mean, he can do it himself. Yeah. That, <laughs> not not yeah, having that, someone I do guess, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess in that, I guess for that, he is the only one who speaks. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah that, Spaceballs does have the combing the desert joke, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's fucking. That's a, I think that's the that's best a good scene joke. of that film. That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb giant comb. <laughs> also, the joke where they look at the tape of the movie to find out what the oh yeah that's when's a, it happening? That's a now, sir. It's a it's a dumb. It's a good and like. The dark helmet thing is funny enough. It's just like there's not enough. The movie doesn't it doesn't go enough when you're like watching it as a movie. Yeah, no, there's Can't. there's kind of there's like the dull moments. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess I also never really like the the stuff with uh, yogurt. Like, yeah, uh, it's fine, but I never really enjoyed much of it. I don't know. That I feel whole, like it that doesn't whole thing felt slow. Like the jokes that are in it are just good jokes, and don't necessarily tap into what like I love about Star Wars. I would say, mm-hmm. whereas like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles completely tap into what's good about those movies. Yeah, like the movies it's parodying. Like it, it has a better understanding of its the material it's drawing from. Mm-hmm. Also, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein were released the same year. It's fucking insane. <laughs> That's unfucking. I mean, it's I mean, not. That shouldn't it's happen. A, it's a double tap rule. Let's go with you know, double fair. tap. Like when you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. When you're not, you get Dracula dead and loving it. Oh dear. Don't 
don't talk to me about Dracula. I'm reading Dracula. I mean, it's no, just I not. Don't want to, I don't, we're not just not that funny. That's good. Cause Dracula's <laughs> not that good. Ever seen the Spanish language version of Dracula? That's better though. That they shot at the exact same time as Dracula. No, I mean I'm talking original novel Dracula. Like I just don't think it's oh. good. Oh, the book at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean okay, it reads fine. It reads mm-hmm. fine. Jonathan Harker is a fucking unaware pile of trash. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if the town... Like, honestly, it makes for a good... Like, we watched Nos- Nosferatu in class. And that, mm-hmm. like, it seems like a parody almost. <laughs> like, fucking guy reading about how vampires are evil and, like, all this other shit that's pretty... Pretty uh, on the nose. And then in the book, like, townspeople fucking, like, well, I didn't, I caught some random words, so I looked it up in my polyglot dictionary. They translated it to things like Satan and death and hell. And then they all signed the cross at me. And a lady gave me a crucifix to wear. Like, okay, I'm just going to get on the coach. And we're going down the road, and, like, all these blue fighters are appearing out of nowhere. All right. And then the coach driver returned, and there was a shitload of wolves surrounding the coach, but he, like, holds up his hand, and they all just go quiet and go away. Yeah, fine. I'm sure this isn't anything. Like, it... He sees, or I suppose doesn't see, Count Dracula in a mirror. Like, Count Dracula is standing behind him, and he's actively not showing up in the mirror, and he is still, like... Yeah, I guess this isn't normal. Maybe it's sh- maybe something should be done. But like it's just the amount the amount of nonsense that he endures is fucking absurd. Like it is far funnier <laughs> than it is scary because I'm like any rational person, any rational person be like, yeah, maybe like okay, it's what I'm trying to think when it was written, like 1800s, 1700s. When was Dracula written? I think 1800s. You know what? Long enough ago, long enough ago that superstition was definitely still a thing. But also maybe if everyone is saying a specific place or individual is like Satan, maybe just don't go there. Like maybe there's a reason, even if they don't know what the reason is. I don't know. The whole thing was written in uh, 1897. Okay. I uh, mean, so just, just. I don't know. You haven't, like. There's plenty of stories of people delving into darkness because, like, for whatever reason. It's like a staple of horror. Okay, but, like, like, (laughs) diving into darkness, like, what's the reason is important. This guy was trying to fucking sell a house. (laughs) Like, he was a fucking, he was a solicitor. He says that in the book. That's all he was trying to do. Oh, my God. If you're, like, trapped, if you're trapped somewhere and, like, you're trying to explore... I admire that more than more than Jonathan Harker. What a pile of garbage. So, in a way, it's sad that a, a Dracula film wouldn't be funny because the source material sh- certainly has enough. And a Nosferatu <laughs> is just fucking awful. Like, he actually, like... And, I mean, it's a silent film, so you're not hearing any of it, but, like, yeah, one night, like, looks at a book in the inn on his way to go to Dracula's place... And it's like talking about the vampire and death and hell and all this other shit. 
And he, like, kind of laughs and, like, shuts the book and goes to bed. Wakes up in the morning, sees the book, looks it over again. Literally just does the thing where he, like, raises his arms up like he's stretching and just throws the book across the room and laughs about it. It's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just... So, you know, you want funny source material. There you go. All right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I think I think the best... Uh... I will. The best Dracula is, is uh, Christopher Lee playing Dracula. My I favorite w- detail about when he played Dracula was in movies. He would read the script and decide it was too terrible for him to read, which is why Dracula doesn't talk in a lot of those movies. Okay, he just never says anything. He just like hisses and. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm not. I'm not all the way through the book, but like. The two things that surprise me and Nosferatu. Have you have you ever seen Nosferatu, or do you know like? No, I've only least? seen parts of it. Okay, so you know what the vampire is like, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, like you know, you think of vampires as like I I don't know. I guess more modernized ones, like faster, like charming, eloquent, that sort of thing. Like in Nosferatu, it's none of that nonsense. Um. But in the book, you know, like it looks kind of like Igor. Yeah. Yeah. Sona. Um, in the book, like, you know, he's a charming dude. He's not unseemly. Like, he's mm-hmm. strong and he's cold. Literally, his skin is cold. But, you know, he's, he's still well-spoken and intelligent and all of that. But the one thing that I, 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 I know, I don't think it's in the Christopher Lee version. It's certainly not Nosferatu. And just in any stereotypical Dracula like merchandise or poster looks or anything. He has a big ass white mustache. Like there is it it says frequently about this like bushy white mustache and I'm like what? Why is this never like he's always clean shaven and everything. So, you know, anyone looking to do a parody of Dracula, remember to include like a giant ass like handlebar mustache or like I don't know, the big, like a waxed, like a big waxed, like, I don't even know what the style is called. I mean, the the, the the monster in Frankenstein isn't described the way that thing looks in the movie. I mean, also, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, those those early, those aren't the first film versions, those are the first, like, talky film talkie or like first talkie version yeah well there were silent film versions of like all those movies but it's like the the ones yeah, where the they first. added dialogue that are the iconic uh mm-hmm. universal monster movie stuff it's just like those movies are like the cultural touchstone like people just, the, the books aren't aren't yeah they don't matter anymore although i'd say frankenstein is a pretty important pretty important book Oh yeah, no, I I agree. I think like it's like the thing I think that kind of what it kind of like set the tone for what like young adult fiction became. I would say I could see that. I will say that uh, Mary Shelley uses the word ardor, 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 way ardor. too often. <laughs> Fucking like every page. That's all. That's that's the main thing I noticed because it was so frequent. Just, I don't know. She saw it in a dictionary recently or something and was like, I'm going to use this. This is my word of the decade, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but 
I also say Dead and Loving It. Not good, not great Dracula parody. Also, not a great use of Leslie Nielsen. Just that dude is great, but like him acting camp and over the top is not his. Not his yeah, strength. no, he needs that that subtlety. He needs that, well, or like, playing it, yeah, playing it straight, saying playing it straight, but saying ridiculous things and being in ridiculous yeah. situations. Because I am. What is the, I forget the exact line. And, uh, is it Naked Gun? Ice Beaver. <laughs> Fucking hands down a stuffed beaver. <laughs> it's just unreal. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember which one that's in. I know naked it's Gun in. movies are good. I know it's a Naked Gun. I just, I, th- I think yeah. it's in the first one still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was... Those are good times. Those are, I don't know. I guess I kind of, I, I lump that in with Mel Brooks. Like it's Mel Brooks, and then like some of Leslie Nielsen. Nelson. I always forget. Leslie but uh, Nelson. 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 I mean, I'm just gonna take your word on it, and then if I'm ever wrong, I'll explain that you told me. So Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen. Okay, so I was right, and you're a piece of shit. Good job, me. We did it. Way to go, Ben. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I think some people... I definitely... Okay, I, I shouldn't say I think. I know some people personally who lump Monty Python in there as well. I just don't... I just can't do it. It's it's too... It's too different, I think. Their movies aren't direct parodies of any... Yeah, movies. I mean that as well. But just even in tone, like I don't know. I mean that's why I would. That's the reason I lump those movies in is that they're like movies, joking about movies. Like it's yeah, it's like that yeah, that Ouroboros of <laughs> uh, <laughs> movie joke telling of that's like. They they are a they're a understanding this this genre of film and making fun of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like Monty Python's just out there doing weird. They're just doing their own weird thing, and sometimes they're it works, and sometimes it's, it's the, the meaning co- of life. <laughs> the cop out ending and Holy Grail like that actually bothers me. <laughs> to a degree um i think the the best i've ever enjoyed it was when i was watching all, my brother had also never seen that so like we sat down and we're watching it and i was under the impression that he had just like never seen the film before he straight up didn't know like anything about the film before so it gets to the cop out and he's like what the fuck was that <laughs> and he was like oh that's he was he was actually upset about it. Like, he was pissed. <laughs> so, naturally, I'm like, this is the best this scene has ever been. <laughs> like, we're in top form right here. This is the secret. So, that was great. That's pretty funny. That's weird. Because my whole... My my biggest problem with Holy Grail is people won't... And I can never escape going a certain amount of time without hearing people quote it. Or yeah. Like, it's just like, it's... Come on, guys. There are other movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh... And it's, but it was, you know, we, it's funny. We watched it in high school. It was pretty, yeah. it was, yeah. it was, in, I mean, like, literally in high school, like, for a class. 
Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. That's it was, weird. Um, it was, like, weirdly divisive. Huh. Like... I don't know, and I at least, and, you know, there's like different periods or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. everybody had whatever level of English, but some people had at different hours. In my like individual class, which Crump was also in, like we thought it was funny, and this is our first time ever like going through it, and you know, we we had heard about it at that point, but you know, I thought like we were laughing, but like every and the teacher was laughing because obviously like she enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. like nobody else was laughing, it was kind of awkward. But I think in other classes there was definitely that subset of people afterward who, yeah, just like constant fucking quoting Monty Python. Like that yeah. was their introduction into a a sad world for the rest <laughs> of us, anyway. <laughs> kind of that that weird girl hipster crowd. I don't know. Yeah. I assume that every school has that, but it's always fucking holy grail. And I don't, I don't It's holy always grail. holy grail. And I think meaning of life is better. No, I don't think I don't like meaning of life. I think life of Brian is better. Really? Okay, yep, that there we go. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I think meaning of life is better than holy grail. Well, I guess maybe. I just don't actually like meaning of life. I, okay, here we go. I like parts of Meaning of Life better than I like Holy Grail. But overall, maybe Holy Grail better. But yeah, Life of Brian is better than both of them. Yeah. There we go. I figured it out. I mean, Life of Brian has a really good ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's not a cop-out, so it's good. Yeah. It's Unlike fine. those other two movies, both have cop-out endings. I didn't think Meaning of Life was quite as bad. I mean, but it maybe because it was already so like disjointed. It was it was obviously going to be a cop out ending, but it's yeah. still if you're if you're holding a cop out ending against them, like it's definitely is one. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I don't like that fat guy bit. I liked it the first time, and then in like subsequent watchings, I was like, you know. It's not even like the. It's not even like the exploding or whatever. Like, it's just gross. It's just yeah, it's just gross. Like this is disgusting. Like this is how I think yeah. of some people. <laughs> like I don't need to see this. Ugh. Also, I was kind of like whole. Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I'm fine with the cop-out ending just because I feel like there's no good ending to the quest for the Holy Grail anyway. Fair enough. Like, as a, as a, as a myth. So, I'm, I was okay with that in that movie. Uh, as a kid, I just thought the Black Knight was the funniest bit. That's fair. He keeps yeah, I can see that, cut yeah. Off. But, look, I was too busy quoting The Simpsons to quote Holy Grail. That's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. I think the worst scene in that film is uh, the knights who say knee. It's not great. It's not, it's not even, a great like, scene. It's not great, but then every, like people quote it too much. Yeah. Like way more than they should. But then on top of that, they do the stupid fucking voice. So then mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, maybe just kill me instead of <laughs> quoting like... 
They just roll up and stab me instead of trying to blow this scene. Like, yeah, that I, would probably be preferable. Uh-huh. <laughs> like and when it's and when it's it's never just one person. It's never just one person. Someone else has to overhear that he got a whole group of people just going knee in this stupid voice and I I can't. I I can't do it. I just no. leave. There are, I've actually just had to walk away from like someone I was having a conversation at least once. One time. I mean, they've demonstrated that they're no longer a person <laughs> who can yeah. have a conversation. It's just like, oh, you've you've surrendered your personhood. <laughs> your personhood. <laughs> yep. It's just you surrendered it, so uh, I guess I no longer have any respect for you. It's what happens when people make too many Monty Python jokes. But if someone rolled up to me and called me a Kansas City faggot, like, hello, good sir. <laughs> you might have, I might have words. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be delighted. Out of context. If someone, would, if someone would just call me a Kansas City faggot, I'd be delighted. What other con? Like, I mean, if someone decides to throw in a different city, suddenly I'm worried because now maybe they're actually homophobic. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone rolled up and called me a San Francisco faggot. Mm-hmm. Eh, now we're bordering on offensive. Mm. But Kansas City, specifically? Mm. I think we're good. I think we're fine. Alright, keep that in mind. <laughs> in the event that someone... Yeah, I'll write that down. <laughs> Things to Just... not be offended by. <laughs> Kansas City faggots. Uh, I, I'm trying to yeah I guess we haven't talked about Men in Tights much that was a film yeah I just don't remember Men in Tights that well, that well I will yeah. say I think the, the only I it's it's it has not been a long time since I've watched it um I think the bit that sticks out most in my mind is like the uh, like Robin Hood's men or whatever. It's just like a bunch of black guys rapping. Well, that was pretty good because it was unexpected. It's all hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's also just one where I don't have as strong an attachment to yeah, the Robin, Robin Hood movies. Yeah. I mean, the Kevin Costner one is okay. Yeah. What? Ed no. Morgan Freeman. No. Okay. Kevin Costner movies in general. You don't like Dances with Wolves? You don't like Four Hours of Dances with Wolves? <laughs> not a fan. What's wrong with you? I mean, it's not his worst movie, but... Okay, what's his worst movie then? Hit me. I don't know. The Postman? I'm not sure. I don't even know what it is. That must mean it's bad because I only know good movies. <laughs> he made a lot of movies. I will oh, say. I know. I'm and I'm. There are movies of his that people say are garbage that I'm okay with. I'll also say, like, I don't fucking. Waterworld's not great, but I'll watch Waterworld. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I need to watch Waterworld again, but Waterworld was fine. It had, it had a good villain. He drank his own pee. It happens. I mean, why does that make him a villain? That just sounds like Bear Grylls. No, no, no. Kevin Costner drinks some pee. Oh. In the film or during the filming? In the film. Okay. 
just he, had a, he has like a filtration system on his boat. Oh, okay. That makes it better. <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper is the villain, and Dennis Hopper is always a good villain. Mm. He gets his eye blown out, and then he has this a really bad, ugly, fake eye. He's, it looks like shit. It does look like shit. There is... There is one other Mel Brooks film that I've seen, and I can't fucking recall the name of it. But let's check the let's check the Blu-ray collection because it, it's on there. Um, High anxiety. Is it silent movie. No. I. I don't think so. Oh, um, to be or not to be. Remake of the 1942 classic black comedy about two Polish actors whose dramatic skills are put to the test when they become involved with invading Nazi troops. So yeah, he didn't direct a... that one. Did he not? No, he produced it, and he's in it. He stars in it. But he well, yeah, I know he started it. Okay. Yeah. Alan Johnson directed it. I thought it was, uh... It was, it was okay. Like, I had see elements of it that were, uh... You know, that felt like Mel Brooks, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't remember the name of it, so that should... <laughs> <laughs> I should really say enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's that yeah. checks out. I guess the other the other films on that collection while I'm looking at it. High Anxiety, Silent Movie, and Twelve Chairs. Yeah, he directed all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someday. If I ever find it again. Under a chair, mm-hmm. somewhere. I, I, I. It's kind of depressing. Under a chair, somewhere. <laughs> I try, I'm like, I'm like looking at my like the recliner next to me. I'm like, I mean, it's not infeasible. I guess I never actually looked under there. But like, you under like the couch. lift up a magic card, and it was under. It like just <laughs> appears. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, it's not the most impossible thing, but, like, the Star Wars Blu-ray collection is roughly the same size. So You open up the, your Star Wars Blu-ray collection and the Mel Brooks one Brooks. is in there. I mean, that's... I would not be disappointed. <laughs> if I really wanted to watch Star Wars, I might be a little upset, but I wouldn't be truly disappointed. Because now I can watch Blazing Saddles again. <laughs> I was gonna watch. I was gonna start with Phantom Menace, but like Blazing Saddles. Here we go. I mean, that's that's a much better movie. What? Blazing Saddles. How can you say that? In Phantom Menace. In what way? Uh, in every way. But think of think of all the lines we got from Phantom Menace. The negotiations will be short. Uh. Yippee. Yippee, it's working. Um, that was a great one. Uh the come time on, come that... on, come on, work isn't 
actually from the movie. I think that's just from the Pod Racer game. <laughs> no, it's working. Yeah, no. In the game, he okay. says, I think he says, come on, come on, come on, work. Okay. Or maybe that was just the way we changed it to make it better than what it actually was. That could be, too. I mean, there was, that time, was. there was a time Jar Jar said Misa. That was pretty <sighs> classic. <laughs> I think my, my favorite dumb lines are, a lot of them are from fucking episode three. Because the Emperor is my favorite at, at, in the prequels. That's fair. <laughs> that is totally fair. I mean... There's Watto. Episode one. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like yep. a caricature? Who doesn't like a super offensive caricature in their in their Star Wars cinema? I like it when it's a joke and not just being and... presented straight as like <laughs> character I have to deal with now. You know, they're making solo. They're making Kenobi. When's Watto? Look, I watched Phantom Menace, and I went, oh, Star Wars is not in good hands. We're not not in good hands with George Lucas. These are bad hands. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) I no longer feel safe. This is not okay. But if if Mel Brooks had had directed Star Wars Episode One, just imagine. Very different. It would have been great. There's a there's an idea. What if Mel Brooks had directed Phantom Menace? What would Jar Jar be? Probably still wouldn't have been great. But I mean, it would have just been a dude in blackface. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. If the, at that point you just have to turn it up. <laughs> yes. The only... Just take it to fucking eleven. The only thing left to do. You have to either well, not do it or you have to yeah, completely no, it's... turn it up. There are no other options for humor. <laughs> Limits yeah, were reached. That's a I mean that's a that's a true enough statement. Yeah. I think that's a podcast. That was a podcast. Not necessarily about Mel Brooks, but like, you know, it was was a good base. We look, no promises about us staying on topic every time. No, you can't. Only promise is that we'll probably talk about Star Wars at some point. (laughs) Yeah, like that's literally the only (laughs) consistency of Salt Circle. (laughs) Can't guarantee that will stay on topic, we can guarantee that Star Wars is liable to exist in any episode at any time. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on soundcloud.com slash saltcircle and on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, various podcasting places that pull from there, Salt Circle Podcast, on Twitter at saltcirclepod, and I'm on Twitter at comicpanels. And I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. Good luck!